Welcome back to Restorative Grief with Mandy K. Park. You are listening to episode 15 titled New Year's Grief. This started out as a conversation about resolutions and allowing ourselves a chance to move slowly instead of laying expectations on our lives. And although that is a valuable conversation to have, I really want to spend our time together today addressing why it is that grief makes the new year so much harder. I realize we are nearly a month into the new year, but I think this is really the best time to address this topic. Many grievers have the idea that a new year will change something, and we often hope we can dive right into resolutions and a fresh feeling that a new calendar can bring so we start feeling differently. So three weeks into January, I'm fairly certain that by now the veil has torn and you're wondering if grief really will ever feel better. In the obvious ways, we know the resolutions we make are difficult to keep, and we are already navigating a laundry list of things to do that have no bearing on our personal self-care. Adding yet another goal isn't high on the list of priorities. So the rest of this conversation, we're going to let the idea of resolutions take a back seat. Grief seems bigger in this new year because of all the secondary losses you're experiencing. Maybe your loss is fresh and you're just realizing that this is the first time you'll enter a new year without that person or that circumstance in your life. Maybe your loss is decades old and you feel the pressure and shame from external expectations to be in a different place by now. As a griever, you are preparing externally to enter a new calendar year and have, like so many of us, been raised to believe the best about that coming year, to have hopes and dreams and the best intentions that set you on a path toward success, to set your resolutions and dive in headfirst. But also, I think by now those thoughts have lost their shine. The truth is, as much as you'd like to say you're feeling better and reaching goals, you're probably feeling quite the opposite. We know we have a responsibility to ourselves to move intentionally through loss in a way that brings us back to life. And that's always the goal, right? But much like resolutions, such a goal can feel wholly unattainable with trauma and loss wrapped into the narrative. We've been doing our best to move through our lives one day at a time. And beginning to dream about a future means reckoning with our fear of the unknown, what lies ahead, and what could possibly happen that we simply cannot control. It's a new flavor of anticipatory grief. And yeah, our lack of premonition in life is pretty typical, but the layer of anxiety that arrives after loss can create an even deeper freeze response in our lives and the decisions we're trying to improve upon. So how can we navigate? How do we as grievers start to look at the new year calendar and honor our stories and where we stand without dismissing it and setting resolutions regardless? Some will find a stubborn, deep sense of self that arises with a goal or a resolution in mind, and that will be the very thing that brings them back to themselves. But for the most part, the grievers I work with describe hesitancy, panic, indecision, and helplessness at the thought of a new year and a potential new type of grief. The biggest question is, how is this really my life and how can I change it? Before we go any further, I want to remind you that grief changes who we are today and who we are able to become in the future. That's a secondary loss. No matter what you set your mind upon, the person you are is not defined 
by successes or failures. You are a whole person in mind, body, heart, and spirit. But when you're grieving, you simply recognize that one or all of those parts are out of alignment. So rather than trying to set a fantastic resolution that addresses all of those areas on the outside, let's work together toward identifying the internal alignment concerns offset by grief by first noticing how they got out of alignment in the first place. If you can believe that you are a whole person with a simple alignment issue, not to minimize your grief story, please don't hear me saying that, but when you can recognize that you do in fact contain multitudes, the way you will see yourself can shift. But before that's possible, you have to make the choice if you're ready for something to shift. Any coach or counselor worth the paper their degree is printed on is trauma aware and would never insist you set a goal or try to move forward on their own timing because the work here is never about a time frame or pushing yourself beyond your limits or your comfort zone. Not truly. The work here is soft, curious, slow, and intentional. Will there be discomfort? Of course there will, but we're not chasing discomfort for the sake of discomfort. We are chasing what makes us feel connected to ourselves and the person that we want to become. So the easiest part is knowing the big picture. I'm out of alignment with my values and sense of self because grief entered the chat and started unraveling my heart, mind, body, and spirit in one fell swoop. My emotions are wild, unpredictable, and heavy as hell. The intention comes from looking at each of those areas and generating compassion for yourself. Your emotions, they're fully valid. Your heart is held and valued by so many people, you will lose your mind if you truly knew the depth of their love for you. Your body, well, it's working overtime to keep you safe, alive, and steady. Your spirit, it's probably confused as hell and asking all the biggest questions in the universe. If any of that resonates with you, I'm going to give you one easy assignment that I do for myself as often as I need to remember what I'm capable of. Get to a comfortable position wherever you are that you can safely close your eyes. Take one breath in through your nose, hold it, and then exhale loudly like a forced sigh. (sighs) Just like that. Find a gentle smile on your face and let it reach your eyes. It can be a completely fake smile, but I want you to move the skin around your eyes and on your face. Hold what might be a fake smile for as long as you can before you are completely annoyed with me and then fake a frown on your face. Really exaggerate your expression and then hold that as long as you feel comfortable. If while you're trying this, thoughts come through, just mentally wave at them and then let them pass on by like that acquaintance you ran into but didn't really want to talk to in the produce aisle. When you're done with this uncomfortable little assignment, take a few minutes to reflect on the emotions and the physical feelings that you noticed in your body while you practiced. I want you to recognize that it takes a very aware and present person just like you to notice that while you were smiling or fake smiling, you probably had the thought, this is dumb or this is not real. I don't feel like smiling. And the same will be true of the frown. This is hard to do and it hurts my face and I just want to smile again. 
or at least let my face be at rest. By engaging the muscles in your face, you engaged your breath and your body in a new way, and you invited your heart to engage with your mind for a few minutes. Writing down the experience is going to trigger a few new thoughts, my friend. And those thoughts are exactly where you can begin to answer the question of, is this really my life now? And how can I change it? We all want growth, healing, and change every day, whether it's the new year or not. Change maybe not so much because it's hard and scary and complicated, but it's also unavoidable. Introducing exercises that seem small, like the one I just shared, are actually huge. They take up a lot of mental energy and investment of your time. Resolutions give us the impression that everything we do in and out of grief must be monumental to move the needle. But that's a lie. The truth is, every little thing we do moves us closer to or further from the person we are becoming and the person we already are. Thank you for listening to episode 15 of Restorative Grief. As you grieve through this new year, give yourself a chance to celebrate the individual moments that you choose to embrace any type of misalignment of your mind, heart, body, and spirit. Acknowledge the moments you choose surrender and softening over violence against yourself, especially against your mind. And stick with me if you need someone else to remind you that you are absolutely holding yourself to a new standard of grace as you heal. Before you go, I just really want to thank you for having these conversations with me. If you haven't already, please subscribe to Restorative Grief and leave a review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen. You can even give me a shout out on your socials and tag me because I'm actively coaching on Twitter and Instagram and I would love to connect with you in one of those spaces. My handle is at Mandy Capehart and as always, it's in the show notes. And one last thing, remember the only solution for grief is to do the work of grieving. I'll see you next week.